Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the week with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And we begin with the fallout from Old Trafford where interim Manchester United manager Ralph Ragnick won his first game in charge. They smashed and hammered and annihilated embarrassed Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace side by a goal to nil. Thanks to a goal from Fred. No, hold on, I must have. Yeah, no. Thanks to a goal from Fred. He scored the winner. This was the reaction on Top Sport. Yeah, it was Fred. Amazing. Ralph Rannick and his reign has started at Manchester United with three points. He's the first German to come to the Premier League to win his first game in charge. This is Manchester United marching forward. I enjoyed most the win in the first instance, the deserved win and the clean sheet and obviously the atmosphere, the way that the team played together, that they worked together in, in unison as a real team. This is what I like most. And wait for it, Fred with his right foot fires one into the top corner. Absolutely superb finish. The Ranić reign has begun. It was a beautiful goal with his uh, weak right foot. Um, that's why I had to ask my assistant coaches, was it really Fred? <laughs> I couldn't believe. I mean, it was a beautiful goal, very well set up and a good combination that we played before that. Yes, I mean, Fred is um, very, together with Scott Metomini, the two on, on, on number six, they really increase the pressure from behind. They make up for close gaps. It's very good to have them on board and I'm happy that they are both available again on Saturday. To concede that late goal, um, disappointed and um, for my players because the way they work as a team is quite really positive so for us is the positiveness to take if there is one from that game is about the way that we work as a team and if we keep that kind of togetherness when we are going through a difficult period we will have chance to win football matches on now to Sunday's other matches starting with Steven Gerrard Gerrard's Aston Villa beating Brendan Rodgers's Leicester City at Villa Park or Brendan Rodgers no it's Rodgers's Leicester City at Villa Park Conza got the faintest of touches for the first goal now he's got a header to put Aston Villa ahead they thought they were ahead just before half time now they definitely are it's Villa 2 
Leicester City won. Yeah, listen, we're delighted with the results. We're delighted with the second half performance. Now it's time to review after the first four games to get nine points is obviously a, a really good return. And we were very unlucky in midweek against City not to take something from the game. So a lot of positives, but at the same time, we've got some teething problems. We've got some issues that we need to address on the training pitch moving forward. For us to keep moving up this table and keep closing in on where we want to be, we have to find the second half performances in both games uh, over the 90 minutes and try and find the consistency. But look, we've been in the door two and a half, three weeks. Um, a lot of positives, a lot of things to be proud of, but still work to do. Before Stephen Gerrard took over, or when he took over, I thought top 10 would have been an achievement. If they continue this form, they could be pushing for the top eight, even top six. We have to find the solution, and we will. We'll, we'll fix it. It's uh, it's something that is, is hugely disappointing and can sap the confidence. But you see how the players played in the first half. Some really good football, and we can see that once we do get that confidence back in our defending, then really it'll... Uh, It'll really help us then go on and hopefully win, win the games that we're either drawn or losing at the moment. Spurs 3, Norwich nil. Not Harry Kane this time, but Hunmin Son. Maybe it was a pity for her, you know, that he doesn't score. But please repeat, and please for his performance. It's a, a really strange period for him because when uh, he, he shoots and uh, he's not scoring... But uh, I think that the situation uh, will change very, very soon. It's looking like at the moment, it's going to be a real scrap, isn't it, going into the Christmas period and, and coming out into the second half of the season? Yeah, it's nothing that we didn't know was gonna, it was going to be a scrap. What I can say is the attitude and the application of the players has been has been really good. And, you know, I think Antonio will say that, you know, that was a tough game for Spurs today. Full-time at Ellen Road. It finishes here. Leeds United 2, Brentford 2. Patrick Bamford's last-minute injury time goal. Snatch a point at Leeds, scarcely deserved. I just came on thinking, can I try and help the team? Try and put myself in the right positions and hope something falls my way. I knew that I wasn't fully like match fit in terms of up to match speed and match sharpness. If I put myself in the right position, hopefully something would drop, and unfortunately it did. Solid performance first half, started well and energetic the first 10-15 minutes. We had a few good moments, opportunities, then Leeds were a bit more on top, but we defended very well. We gave one chance away, that was the goal. Second half, we stepped up and pressed higher, winning the ball higher, so much on top of them. And, and we scored two very good goals, and they didn't create anything. You know, I was not worried. It's the fine margins, but many positive things to take from this game. And here's the fallout from game day. Starting with David Moyes' West Ham beating Chelsea. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh at the goalkeeping errors. Game day here, bringing you the very best of the action in the Premier League. It's always a thriller with Talk Sport. It's Masuaku down the left wing. Thought about the cross. Socek is among those in the middle. It's delivered high and it's gone in. Would you believe it? It's been Edouard Mendy and West Ham have surely won it late on here. Thrills and spills as ever. And here now is Wilson, edge of the area and he oh. fires it into the net. And the roar on tight side will tell you everything. It's been a long time coming for Newcastle United, but finally they have their first win of the Premier League season. Chelsea started the day on top. Liverpool are now on top. Manchester City can go to the top. Now Walker, edge of the penalty area. Bernardo Silva taking over onto his left foot. Oh, what a goal that is by Bernardo Silva. Manchester City's 14th consecutive victory over Watford takes them to the top of the table. So Liverpool won, annoyingly, against Wolves in injury time, thanks to a late strike from Divica Rigi. Big Tony Cascarino reckons that super sub Rigi 
He's the perfect squad man. Diva Karigi, he turned, he shot with his left foot, put it into the back of the net. You have to feel for Wolves, who have really held out magnificently. He just probably fits for Jurgen Klopp. He's got a guy that's not going to rock the boat. He's got a guy that makes an impact and does an unselfish job for the team, which Klopp loves. He loves an unselfish player. I mean, all these forwards run their socks off for the team, don't they? Mm -hmm. So he probably Mm -hmm. thinks, do I need to go and get a top-level player that might rock the boat and think he's unhappy about not being playing? And he's got Divic Origi that he can trust. And here's the former Villa striker Gabby Agbonhol with a word of warning to Clippity Klopp's Reds that they need to splash the cash in January to maintain their title push. You can't lose Salah and Mane for four to six games when you've got the likes of Chelsea and Manchester City who have got so much squad depth. They can bring in quality players into their team. So for me, Liverpool, they've got to. Who they've got to? Because you look at Jota, yes, fantastic player. But Firmino's had his injury worries. Origi, when he starts, he's not really the same player as when he comes on as a sub. So they've got problems there, Liverpool. And Jurgen Klopp might have someone lined up already. Back now to big Tony Cascarino, claiming that Spurs should have signed Man City's Bernardo Silva in a swap deal with Harold Kane. Last summer, well, we're all clever after the event, aren't we? Fernando Silva is back on the ball and he scored 2-0. Just as Watford threatened something, Manchester City shot the door in their face. You know, if you could get Bernardo Silva in the deal and you lose Kane, yeah. you get a bit of money, They, you know, they'll pay money to it, but you get Bernardo Silva. It's like, well, he might not want to leave City, he might not mm. want to go. That was to me I thought what a great option we had this conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. if you could get Bernardo Silva in the deal you've lost Ericsson you've not really had a player to replace him of the quality of someone like Bernardo Silva that conversation was this summer we had about Bernardo Silva because it wasn't certain that he would stay at City but from the start of the season he's just been fantastic our England captain Joe Root and the new Australian skipper Pat Cummings make your own jokes up have been speaking at the launch of the Ashes. It gets underway tomorrow night at the Gabba, and Rooty said he cannot wait for the series to begin. Rolls and Root goes back and he edges the ball to the third man boundary. Little leap in the air, a big punch of the right arm and fist. What an exciting series was. Exciting time, start of an Ashes series. From an English point of view, we're very much looking forward to getting underway. Nice to have a quick look at the pitch earlier. I'm sure it will change over the next couple of days, but um, it's starting to, to feel like the series is very quickly coming underway. It's, it's With the weather and stuff and the preparation being as it has been, it's felt a long time coming, so to finally feel like it's just around the corner is, is a really nice place to be. Now Chelsea have won the Women's FA Cup with a 3-0 victory over Arsenal at Wembley. The win completes a domestic treble with them also lifting the League Cup and securing the Super League title as well last season. Cue the victorious manager, Emma Hayes. She lifts it into the air. Confetti and fireworks go off at Wembley. What a performance from Emma Hayes' Chelsea side. I think when it comes to the performance, what more could I ask from the team except we should have had more goals in the first half. And then I think it had been even more convincing. It was dominant. It was dogged when it needed to be. I thought tactically we got it spot on. I thought we dealt with the threats really well. We kept a clean sheet. 
and in Fran and Sam, what more can I say? You know, amazing. This is a proud day as the manager of Chelsea. I represent a club of people, backroom staff, players, owners, board. We're united in teams we want to build at Chelsea. And tonight we have uh, painted Wembley blue. And Women's Football Weekly is available as a podcast via the TalkSport app. On now to Challenger Express, doing what they do best. Let's get on to the classic of Kevin. Jude Bellingham and his words about the referee, Felix Fire at the end. Explain what happened and why it's so significant and what might happen next. OK, so the background to this, Andy is that Bayern won the game 3-2 and the winner was from the penalty spot and it was given controversially by the referee Felix Weyer. It was a handball given against uh, Mats Hummels who had a very poor game actually in the end and Dortmund felt that they should have already had a penalty when Marco Royce was brought down in the box although there's a lot of talk that it may have been an offside in the build-up to that. So, against that backdrop, Jude Bellingham who's always very, very honest in his post-match interviews said, well, if you pick a ref who was already match-fixed, what do you expect? Now, he's talking about Felix Weyer, and the reason he's referring to match-fixing, you have to go back to 2005 and a refereeing scandal in Germany which involved a guy called Robert Heutzer. Now, Heutzer was in his mid-twenties. He was seen as a rising star in German refereeing, but it emerged that he had taken bribes to influence matches. Zweier, who's the classical referee for this weekend, was actually a group of four referees that blew the whistle, in inverted commas, uh, on what mm-hmm. Heutzer had been doing. But it later transpired that Zweier himself was then banned for six months for accepting a bribe himself of 300 euros. Now, this was obviously 16 years ago. Zweier has since been brought back by the DFB to referee many, many matches. He's had big games. He's had Rafia derbies. He's had classicers. He's been on the FIFA list. So this is a guy that has done big games since that incident a long time ago. Jude Bellingham, whether subtly or not, has effectively, I believe, implied that history has a bearing on what happened in this game. And I don't think that was the right thing to do, but Borussia Dortmund seemed to have backed him. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Don't, of course, forget to hit that subscribe button. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day, but above all, my friend, you know what's coming. I know you know, but I'll say it anyway. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.